0: You are listening to the Josh and Lolly podcast. Josh and Lolly are two licensed marriage and family therapists who used to be married to one another but got divorced because Josh is gay. They're now best friends running their private practices side by side and raising their inclusive family together. This is our very first podcast episode. Hooray. Well, in actuality, it's probably like our 12th, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: we've like given this an attempt many times. Yes. But this is our first one in a studio with somebody in charge of sound.
0: Yeah. So it wasn't just us being like, so what do we do? Like, open up GarageBand? Like, how does this work? And then, like, we And do- then
1: get distracted. Yeah. We both have ADHD, so yeah. we were both getting very distracted in our process.
0: So, yeah. So, you know, there's probably—there's, like, 15 episodes <laughs> out there that, you know, haven't seen the that light of day. haven't seen the light
1: of day and might— on our Patreon, <laughs> yes, <But. laughs>
0: might be there in that exclusive content. <laughs> right, but
1: right. this
0: is the first. This is the
1: first real actual episode
0: where we are in a real studio here in Tacoma, Washington. Super fancy. So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about a lot of different issues, you know, around mental health and around f- inclusive families, but. The first one, I think we kind of need to set the stage by explaining our situation a what, bit.
1: Who are we? and what the hell are we doing?
0: right? And doing like doing a
1: podcast? What, what is happening? yeah
0: who who do we think we are anyway? like, mm-hmm. and what makes us think that anyone should even listen to us? right. That's a good question.
1: Other than that, we are charming and very interesting.
0: Yeah. Well. (laughs)
1: Besides that. Besides
0: that, you know, we are licensed marriage marriage and family family therapists. therapists. So there's that. We got that going for us. We also, you know, as we said in the intro, like we used to be married to each other.
1: Which is such a cred to our work as marriage and family therapists. (laughs) It
0: really is. And and now we're divorced. So We are
1: divorced now.
0: (laughs) I don't know what that says about our credibility as a marriage <laughs> and family therapist, like I usually try to preface it you know when I tell people that like well I'm, I am divorced but, right right but you know my ex-husband's gay so and they're like oh, I know people are always like
1: okay that, that makes, makes
0: sense but you know if you have been following our story since 2012 which is when Josh published on his blog his coming out and kind of announcing to the world that he was gay and Happily married to a woman, mm-hmm. which, you know, now looking back, that's a stretch. We're, but like,
1: <laughs> so cute and naive. We were adorable. We were raised very religious. Yes. We were trying super hard to do a thing mm-hmm. that we had learned was right.
0: Yeah. So he came out on his blog It got a lot of attention we were not expecting because this is his public—his, like, humor blog. Yeah. I
1: had, like, <laughs> 400 or 500 followers and then— a week later, we were talking to Nightline. Yeah. Like, it was, like, massively viral.
0: And so we were not not expecting that, but we did get some attention there, you know, um, and then – we started actually meeting more members of the LGBTQ community <laughs> because right. before then it was like we didn't really even know anyone, we, which we no. probably did know people. They were just also oh, we closeted, certainly right? Did.
1: Yeah, we like and, – and we had some like – yeah, we were – so we were raised Mormon and we were like uh, raised to genuinely believe that like being gay was A, a sin and B, just like not – Real, mm-hmm. Like the church doesn't even believe it's a legitimate real thing on a certain level. Well, it
0: it is a real thing, but they're viewing it as like any other trial, kind of like totally. alcoholism. Like you're
1: an addict. You have cancer. You are gay. These really horrible things are things that will be taken care of by God if you have faith. Yeah, right?
0: or, you know, you can wait till you die right. and then— then it will be taken away yes. which was kind of where we were going that's, that's that where was we where were. we were yeah. you know it's like okay yeah josh is this gay is real. Yeah. and when he's when he dies he'll be fixed i will fixed. be
1: resurrected and, <laughs>
0: and made he'll be whole
1: again as a straight person as a straight person
0: you know Saying it right now, we can see how messed up that is. (laughs) Homophobic?
1: Much? Like, yikes.
0: But at the time. But at the
1: time, it genuinely, like, we both grew up on the same street in Kearns, Utah, just a completely Mormon peer group. It was just, we were in a... We were in a little bit of a, uh, I don't know.
0: Mormon bubble? Mormon
1: bubble. And like, very much.
0: Yeah, it was like, not a little bit, a total Complete and total Mormon,
1: Mormon, bubble. Mormon bubble. And we grew up in the 80s and 90s before the internet. So there wasn't really anything that, there was low ability to pierce through that bubble.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: very low access to, like, alternative stories, alternative ideas.
0: Yeah, and... and
1: High trust in the church and its leaders, and right. so,
0: and we were best friends. Mm-hmm. And Josh came out to me mm-hmm. when he was sixteen. And again, if you've been following our story, then you're probably like, "Yeah, we this know all, all this is, stuff." But but just trying to give some background here because if if you're just jumping in, it might be a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, as one might suspect. Our marriage was hard. (laughs) And, but, you know, there were really amazing parts to it. And so, like, I will go back and watch interviews that we did because, you know, we were like on VH1. We did lots of radio shows. We were interviewed for like newspapers and magazines. And so, as I go back and read those, I'm like, You know, part of me wants to cringe, but we were not lying. Right.
1: That's the thing. Yeah.
0: We were maybe lying to ourselves, but we were not aware that we were lying.
1: There was no – we were so genuine. I mean, you can tell Mm -hmm. as you watch that footage. Like, we could not have been more sincere and genuine in our belief that we were doing – what was right for us at the time. I mean, arguably, we were doing yeah. what what was right for us at we, the time.
0: The best that we could. The best that we could. We the knew. best that
1: we knew. Yeah.
0: You know? And, and so then we
1: learned more things. We did. You know? So as <laughs> yeah. We
0: met more people and, like, our world started opening up even more. Right. And so then, you know, years later, we were like, oh... Well, Josh is not a broken straight person, actually. turns out. (laughs) And so then you're looking at this, okay, well, if I'm not broken Mm -hmm. and I'm gay, then what does that mean? And we had that very harrowing conversation in which— So hard. I was like, how can you love yourself as a gay man? And you said—
1: I think that the only way I can truly love myself as a gay man is to be a gay man, Mm -hmm. which sounds so simplistic. But from our worldview and where we were as we went into things, this was a revolutionary concept for us at the time. And like. Both groundbreaking and heartbreaking because there were many beautiful things in our relationship that we had come to cherish. Our children being one of the main ones. Yes, (laughs)
0: four daughters that we have. Um, And and so when you said that, you know, I'm going to have to be a gay man. I'm going to have to be myself. Right. Which is like, okay, well, what does that mean for us? Right. And, you know, some people were like, well, why didn't you just open your relationship and just stay married since you had so many wonderful things going for you? And, like, why break up your family? And uh, honestly, I think that that comes down to what we wanted for our lives individually. And, like, I wanted to find a— romantic partnership absolutely and I didn't want this person to feel like he was secondary so like that there was right. this hierarchy and like my gay ex-husband or like my gay husband because right. at the time in this case it would be like so I have this gay husband and <laughs> he's the
1: one in charge of it uh,
0: like, <laughs> he's at the top <laughs> he's you, top wrong you what heterosexual you like partner to <laughs> are going to be underneath him and I was like I don't it's like. That.
1: First cuckold like <laughs> yeah. it's so weird <laughs>
0: so for me that didn't make sense yeah so it was like i guess we're going to have to get a divorce and well, that was and i want
1: to say like part of what led us to that too was like as 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 probably very understandable and imaginable um you lolly were suffering great like i was suffering in my way as like i had never experienced love on any like love in the way that i was made i've Mm -hmm. we had a lot of love but for me that was like platonic i'm like
0: right legit gay
1: right and so not bi like Mm -hmm. i can tell you definitively like you know bisexuality is real we are not in a space of erasure but in my case that was just not part of who I am. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know people are like, well, how do you have four children then? And it's like, okay, well, imagine this. We were very young. Right. We were virgins. Literally
1: virgins. <laughs> I had never held a man's hand.
0: Yeah. So, you know, he. this is.
1: What did I know he about no, this? He knew
0: nothing. <laughs> Turns
1: out men's sexuality is very tactile and things can happen. Right. If right. Stimulus is occurring. Right? Yeah. So we're just – literally, I just didn't – we just didn't know You
0: don't know, know what you don't, you don't know. You don't know
1: what you don't know. But yeah, so we're in this space and I remember for me in that conversation, in that very harrowing conversation, the minute I knew it was time was actually when Lolly said, I feel like a nub of a person. I feel like our relationship has – degraded me and worn me down just this relationship in which she's pouring her heart out to this person that she loves and the person she loves me is completely like literally unable to meet her in that space of mutual affection which now I understand (laughs) very Mm -hmm. perfectly in a visceral way but at the time like there you know so I was like when you said I feel like our relationship has made me a nub of a person. I remember just my mind immediately projected, you know, 30, 40, 50 years into the future. And I was just like, I'm not going to sit here while this person I adore is worn to nothing. Right? Like, yeah. we, we got to we gotta do something different. Mm-hmm. We got to move, move into a different space. Right. So then we started bawling for like two <laughs> hours. Straight. It was very painful.
0: Yeah, that... That was very, very hard. Oh, so hard. and you know be, because we had been so public before about our relationship, we were like, okay, well, we need to be public about our divorce and kind of own up to the fact be accountable. that yeah, yeah this this didn't work, and right. we need to let people know it didn't work for us
1: because that was kind of the premise of our blog post that we initially did that went viral. It had this—it ended up having kind of this, like—I mean, we were so nobody. I mean, everybody's somebody. But we were—in terms of, like, social media, we were so, like, didn't have any voice or uh, clout whatsoever that, you know, we were writing in that self-contained way. But it ended up being kind of a treatise uh, that was proposing an interesting thought exercise, which was, like— what if two people who were of different orientations wanted to be together? Are you going to say that they can't? You know, so it was like mm-hmm. this interesting thing. And we're like, we're saying this is working. Don't challenge us. Like, you need to believe us. And so then, like, five years later, we're like, BT dubs didn't work. <laughs> like, we, it was important to kind of come in uh, back on the record and be like, hey, everyone, I, we know that we said this. We're realizing now that we have more information and more exposure to the world and we're not – so insular in our, like, community, we were wrong. And I really am needing to do this thing and, you know. Right. So we're kind of, there was an accountability piece for sure.
0: Yeah, which I think sometimes, like— Especially like as a therapist, we're always like learning and growing and uh, understanding things in a different way, right. and then realizing, oh, I made a big mistake. I didn't see this. I didn't see this before. Right. And like your worldview is always expanding, and then you realize, oh, some of the things I've said in the past, some of the things I believed in the past were problematic, and then you're filled with shame, or at least I you have been be. yeah. about certain things. One can be. And and to be like, well actually no, like that is what being a human is yeah. and that's what being accountable and learning and growing yes. is. Like
1: like what if we're allowed to like be wrong. Right. And like say it. Like what if we're like allowed to make a statement and then learn more and realize that there was error in the previous statement? You know? Yeah. It's something that's a lot less uh, – there's a lower capacity for that on, in, in, in online spaces especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just because of the nature of onlineness where it's like every moment is the moment itself. And so people are uh, – so people can take things from the past and kind of try and, um, you know – uh, I don't even look, like the phrase, but, like, I'm thinking cancel culture or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. people are wanting to, like, this thing from seven years ago invalidates everything. And it's kind of like, or people are dynamic and grow over time, right. which means they are actually healthy
0: yeah, and
1: learning and progressing. And if they take accountability for that, that's mm-hmm. the big differentiator yes. is the accountability and the acts of um, rest- re- restoration. And, right, And uh, that's what makes the difference.
0: Yeah, because I think people looked at us and they were, like, really angry uh, about yeah. sh- that we had shared our story and that there was a lot of harm done by our initial story of saying. Which is true. Yeah, that Josh was married, happily yeah. married as gay man, And that was true. But we didn't know that it was right. harmful. Well— if-
1: You can't choose virality. Virality chooses you. (laughs) Right. The thing that was harmful is that we had this message that was our truth at the time, and then the world – then it exploded into the world. Mm -hmm. And people who did not have our best interest in mind used what we were saying to their advantage, Mm -hmm.
0: specifically
1: the Christian population and, you know, the – uh Mormon population and the general Christian population really relished in the story yeah. where like a gay person was like you can be married to a straight you know to a woman and you can be living a straight life and and they used that story to harm uh LGBT youth quite a lot we immediately became very aware of that right mm-hmm. like we had our thing go p- viral in 2012 and it became real apparent real quick that our story was being used as as a battering ram to, to, to harm LGBT kids. So then we spent literally, even yeah. before our divorce, we spent like five years doing every talk we gave. Every, every time we had the chance to speak, we were like, stop using our story to pressure kids yeah like, you have to stop but that never got as much clout
0: right, right? And, I mean and so, I even remember saying like people like well what if your daughter came to you and wanted to marry a gay yeah. man and I'd be like I'd tell her not to do totally. it totally like I we were
1: kind of like even while we were in our marriage we were like maybe don't do this right? like, <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> like you know this is not something that we are saying is a good thing for right. everybody and so we were always very clear even in the post we said that
1: absolutely we were very like affirming of LGBT identity of like, yeah, yeah. Of this is not the the way, and you need to like respect mm-hmm. people's choices. Yeah, we were kind of saying like also respect our choice, right? Which I guess is also Just, true. It is but true. like, but yeah. like the that was not the message that was being received or transmitted. Yeah, it was like people were like, "Hey, s- s- daughter of mine," that came out to me you know, and is in college, here's this thing where you really can abide by our religious precepts. And Mm -hmm. by the way, don't come home if you decide anything else. Yeah. Kind of like bullshit. Yeah. So it
0: was it was problematic. And so that's, you know, we had to come out and say, you know, we are getting divorced. This did not work. And even (laughs) in the divorce post, like as I go back and I read it, I'm like, that was what, like five years ago we did. the. So it's funny because it's It's 2012 that we did the original post, and now it's 10 years later. Yes. um, You know, and— but five years into yes. your coming out was when we realized we need to that we were going to get a divorce, and true, so totally. this divorce post, I go back and I read it, and I'm like, ugh, like I see stuff in I there. I
1: haven't read it for a long uh, well, time. Just, Are there cringy? Oh, well, things? I know
0: that I personally said some things that were true for me. Yeah, that kind of erased like the asexual aromantic oh, experience, right. and I feel really horrible about that. Like if I could go back and change it, I would. I
1: know. And Because
0: I was talking for myself and just saying something, but I wasn't talking for myself because I think I said, like, everyone needs a, you know, romantic partner. Everyone needs to fill... That
1: was the main premise of what we were trying to say. Yeah. Which is... Which was important. Yeah. We were trying to say to fellow uh, Mormon and religious Mm -hmm. people, like, People who are gay can't just choose to not have attachment in their Mm -hmm. – romantic attachment. That is not healthy for them. But in saying that and – we were having to generalize it in order Mm – you know, when you're coming from an insular group and speaking – uh, sometimes the effect ends up being so. I, yeah. What you're saying is exactly right. There was there was some ace erasure and some problem. It was yeah. problematic to certain populations. Yeah,
0: and I I've, I I do feel bad about that. Again, Absolutely. doing the best that we knew how. Right. But you know that was like five years ago that we got divorced, and so I feel kind of like this podcast is us again, like Once being again, like, circling okay, back. so <laughs> let us just tell you like that. Yeah, we got a divorce. And, like, now if you're looking at us and you're like, look, they're side by side and doing their private How practices peaceful. together. Yeah. And, like, life is wonderful. And they just did this amazing job. And I'm like, um, okay, now we also need right. to be real with you and tell you it was not easy. It was
1: so hard.
0: And there were some really, like— intense hard moments devastating yeah and i think we need to tell right. people that right and kind of let people know um what we learned and what we know now and what we wish we had known back then absolutely and i think this actually might be a good just, Time, time to do our little intermission.
1: That's right. So you
0: know, if you need to go use the bathroom or something, go,
1: go take a refreshment.
0: Have a refreshment, and uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or sit in your car and listen to the thing that's about to play.
0: <laughs> yes, but we'll we'll be back soon.
1: No couple goes into marriage wanting to get divorced, but as our story shows, sometimes things get complicated. If you're needing a resource as you and your partner decouple, try Josh and Lolly's divorce course, which will be available for download soon. Right now, enjoy early bird pricing on our divorce course by going to our website, joshandlolly.com, and click on online courses. Welcome back to the Josh and Lolly podcast, where Lolly and I are here kind of talking about our story where are we at? Where? Well,
0: what we are doing is kind of, look, you know, looking back five years after we decided to get mar- uh, divorced <laughs> and figuring out, like, what we wished we had known mm. and, like, you know, what we know now. And it's interesting because as a therapist, you know, people that have heard our story will reach out and, like, if, if they're in a similar situation, which happens more More often than people think. think. I'm like, this is kind of a big problem that there's so many people that don't even know what their sexual orientation really is. And they just think like, I must be straight because that's the default. and Yeah. And they go into things and thinking, well, this is my best friend and I like love this person. And like, they're nice to look at yeah. like they're aesthetically pleasing I
1: find them very attractive <laughs> right. like you'll hear that a lot mm-hmm. like like you're asking about sexual attraction and people are like well I, I'm i attracted to I'm attracted to you know whatever yeah. and it's like okay there's a difference between like seeing a beautiful rose right. and being like that is a very beautiful rose and being able to acknowledge and and, and see beauty mm-hmm. in someone and like Getting a hard on for that rose, mm-hmm. right. right? Like, yes, so if you're a male, right? Yes. Like,
0: So I'm going to take that as I was a beautiful rose that you, you admired. I admired my you as a, ro-
1: as a rose. I? I mean, I cherished it. Like, yeah. But I,
0: even when we were just friends, like that was yeah. a thing. I remember you like taking my hair clips out and be like, why don't you just let your hair like, flow? Like, it's
1: hilarious <laughs> to look back on it because at the time we're like, you're perceiving it as like how a straight guy. I might like but it's like so so, like me being like the gay. Like okay, we need to just get you going. Like (laughs) well, let's um (laughs) those nails are fierce. Let's get the hair down. We need to you know, like I'm like (laughs) like
0: Yeah. yeah. So you were appreciating I was
1: totally appreciating something
0: in me. But it was not Sexual attraction. It was like
1: couldn't do drag myself, so let's drag (laughs) you up. But it didn't. It was. There was so much denial. Right. There was so much denial. I couldn't see that. We neither of us could see that for what it was. No.
0: And this happens so much. Right. And so we'll have like people reach out and be like, you know what, my spouse just came out to me as gay, Mm. and now we don't know what to do, and so we'll sit with them, you know, as they're trying to figure out mm-hmm. what to do next. And and so for those people that are in that spot, like, again, don't want them to look at where we're at and right. to be like, oh, well, it's just going to be this seamless transition. And if it's not, we're doing it wrong mm, right. because that's just not true. Mm-mm. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because go getting a divorce was very eye opening and i learned a lot about myself
1: mm-hmm. and i
0: learned a lot about other things that i just didn't know before
1: absolutely and
0: Same. yeah and so like if you imagine like we had been married for 16 years and so you you're we've built this life. And I think, you know, I've used the analogy of like, it's like a patchwork yes. patchwork quilt. Yes. And now you're having to unpick it and like, look at which patches you're going to keep and which ones you're going to get rid of. And how are you going to put this blanket back together? And there's like finances and and it's living so arrangements hard. and child custody. And what's going to happen when you bring in new partners and you don't know who those new partners are, right. like as you're just, you know, deciding, hey, I'm going to get divorced and someday we'll find magical new people that will just assimilate into. The perfect
1: fits to this, <laughs> like, scenario yes. that, of friendship and continuation right. of family. Like, no, there's, yeah
0: yeah and we you know it was so hard for us to think about getting a divorce that I really the only thing we could do that would help us was this idea of what we were calling homestead right, which this is was, what enabled
1: our brains to even get into the space where we could consider because yeah we loved each other so much like it yeah. was our family was so valuable to us and so this got us this got us into the ballpark of being able to do what we needed to do yeah. but anyway sorry to interrupt no, what no were you gonna problem. Say?
0: so is this idea of homestead which i think we did put in the divorce post about yeah. how we were still going to be a family and we were just going to add people to right. it and that we wanted to live like on, like, this big plot of land and totally. live together and still be a family. And, you know, people will come up to me and be like, hey, whatever happened to Homestead? Like, did you guys do that? And so, again, this is us coming forward and being like, well, you know, no. But that doesn't mean that that's not still kind of a goal for us. Yeah,
1: it's 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 more about, like, the timing. Yeah,
0: and also, like, like finances. Right. like. Guys, we, we live into to we live in the northwest, northwest, and it's expensive up yeah. here, y'all. So, like, for us to find a large plot of land right. in which we can build large, like, homes. we still have
1: this intention. Don't <laughs> yes. get us wrong; like, that is a that is there is a direction, and like, that is still what we would mm-hmm. like. But this in between period, or it's not even in between, but just like the process is so much, you know, there's the there's the visualized ideal, mm-hmm. which is beautiful and lovely. And which is what we could see at the time. But, like, the thing we couldn't see at the time, of course, are the steps leading to that. And there's a lot of complexity that we can talk about in in those steps. Yeah. And I wanted to say what you were saying about, like, learning from the divorce. Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, throwing out there right now. Like, one of the major things that I learned in -hmm. our divorce is the true nature of— mental load being born by being b- carried by a you know like yes. i was not carrying the mental load i was like we were both we were both therapists i'm in there like with and again you don't know what you don't know until you don't mm-hmm. know it, until you know it but like yeah so like the the division of labor in marriage in our marriage Was not okay. (laughs) I was – and yet was very typical.
0: Oh, yeah. It was very
1: typical of, like, heteronormative Mm -hmm. standards. And so, yeah, I learned so clearly what that division of labor, like, really actually should have been the whole time. And so – Futures, future stuff <laughs> will be, will be talking because I feel like oh, there's yeah. a lot of important things there. But we've learned so, we learned yeah. so much through this uh, divorce process.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, like, and I'm still learning things totally. about myself. Like, what a huge over-functioner like I Amoeba
1: am. I codependency. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, but. Right?
1: In, uh, my, I'm talking yeah. about myself, not you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your codependency. <laughs> it takes <laughs> like, two to be codependent. Like, so, so, you yeah. <laughs> it's a
0: symbiotic <laughs> relationship, friend.
1: <Like. laughs>
0: but, yeah, but to be like, hmm, like, how do you go from, like, because, Josh, you were, like, my best friend. Yes. I told you Everything. everything. I like processed everything with you and, uh, top just, priority, yes, top echelon. For sure. We were
1: each other's like top of the pantheon, mm-hmm. 100%, mm-hmm. and had been deeply loyal to one another. Like, we had honored that position in each other's lives very yeah. beautifully, actually. Yes. Which made shifting out of that yeah, was really so hard. effing hard. Yeah. Are we swearing on this podcast?
0: Well, I think you probably You <laughs> I already can't did. Not. Okay,
1: good. All right. <laughs> so unless <laughs> we're going to
0: have Doug beat that out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we could. <laughs> no, I, <don't> <laughs> I no, 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 no. Okay. So you just be you. I'm just going to be myself. This is us showing being a good example of being Authenticity. Fucking authentic. <laughs> authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just— thinking about like things that come up for couples and, you know, as they're going through a divorce and it is challenging. And the one of the first things that I try to have them think about is I'm like, I want because most of the time people tend to go to what's best for the kids. Right. And that's definitely where I was. We were so that. It was like, we, oh, because I think part of you feels guilty because you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, now my kids are going to have like a one on the ace score for sure. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like this is
1: a, this is, we are, I mean, that's part of why we were balling that first night Mm -hmm. is like, you're looking at your kids and you're like, okay, we're about to literally traumatize you. Yes. In an, not, it's not not, it's not, it is, it is reparable. It's not irreparable, but in a, uh, permanent way For like, sure There's and, a permanent scar
0: And that That is heartbreaking Because totally. you're like I do not want to be The reason that my kids Struggle Have this hard yes. thing And like you know And I know that this is the case Because oh. our oldest Anna has like yeah I remember the day That you told us That Absolutely. you were getting a divorce And it was like The worst day of my life Yeah And so of there's all this guilt, even though like we knew we were doing the right thing for us. Yeah. But it was like, okay, well, let's try and make this damage as you know least.
1: We're wanting to minimize yeah. the minimize the fallout for yeah. them, and so there's this focus mm-hmm. that goes towards them.
0: Which I mean is you definitely want to take your kids into consideration. Right. That that is very true, but not at the expense of. Your mental health as exactly well. Because right. I this is another thing is like when you model good mental health, when you model living authentically, that is a gift to your child. It
1: very much is. And, and we can say now like this is the advantage of having a little bit of time after mm-hmm. it because that, that principle is true and feels true. You know, mm-hmm. we could have said that five years ago, like, but right. it's more kind of like theoretical. Yes. But like at this point, I have seen that be true. In fact, our kids have articulated. I, mm. I don't think I've told you this, but Ooh, just see, t here is the <laughs> no. Like the other day, Tessa, I brought her home from soccer practice, and she came into the office, and she gave me a hug, and she was like. She was like, I am so glad that you and mom got divorced and that both of you – Tessa is uh, – she just turned 12. Mm-hmm. She, she's she's like, our third. She's our third child. And so she was like seven, really young. And I this think was it hit Tessa
0: the hardest actually. It
1: was the hardest for mm-hmm. her in terms of developmental stage. And so, yeah, she said, I am so glad you and mom got divorced and that you are both being able to experience – authentic love Mm -hmm. with your husbands and she was like totally sincere and just like Mm -hmm. she had i think she had been watching old stuff on youtube and she was like i'm so glad you made that choice that was what was right for our family yeah she's that there's no pressure for her to say like she Mm -mm. is speaking from her true this was like a tender Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: real statement
0: yes and
1: so What you were saying is true, that modeling is true. Sorry, go ahead. No,
0: and, like, our older two have both said that to me as well. And, like, they have been like, Mom, like, I am so glad that you – did what you did and like they'll watch old stuff they'll watch our <laughs> they're old kind of v- they're like watching Nightline and then they see us and like oh my gosh that's so gross but, I know like, they're like ew and, and it is cringy yeah, well, it's like cringy we, for me too we, I'm, I'm like oh like,
1: what are we doing I was
0: like I don't like it either <laughs> we're like cosplaying
1: Ugh. a relationship <laughs> yeah. like it's so funny it's so <laughs> awkward I, uh, and they, it's funny to me that they always get there because they're googling their own names I'm
0: like <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our kids
1: uh, you know Tracks.
0: But, see here's the the thing is, like, I found recently. I I was I was not actually not googling myself. I was googling <laughs> something else, yeah. actually, yeah. and but it brought something up about us, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What is this thing? I've never read this before." And it was written right after our divorce post, and in it, like, someone was saying, like, how we were being so selfish and how if we could look into the eyes of our beautiful children Mm. and and if he could ask them like how they were doing like then everyone would know that we were being selfish and that it was coming at the cost of our children and so like that was that's like a message that we got, you know, and a lot, yeah, a lot. And so I was really like, okay, don't, don't be selfish, and try to make this be as seamless for the girls as possible. Mm-hmm. And because I did that, I made some choices that I think were not the best for me mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and I can't go back, and I can't change that. But like you know, people were. Everybody had an opinion about what we should mm. do and what it should mm-hmm. look like. And I, I I kind of was overwhelmed by everyone's opinion mm. and just wanted to make sure that the girls were to being taken care of. And so uh, one thing that I tell people is like, yeah, think of your kids, but also like this is your life. Yes. And so I want you to think about what are you going to want in 10 20 years in order to feel fulfilled as a human being, because right. these kids are going to grow up and they're going to leave yeah. and you will still be living your, your life. life. And yeah. so you need to take into consideration what you want as absolutely. a person like what absolutely what gives you energy what gives you life what do you want and so this is when people are like trying to decide like if they want to stay married and open up their relationship right. or, which is a valid choice completely different things sure. are valid for different
1: it's people it's just
0: saying like for me i right. knew that i wanted a partner um but i think if people do want to open up their marriage and like have if they're like You know, polyamorous at heart. And so, again, like talking about maybe erasing things. I'm not (laughs) saying that you can't do that. That could be a very valid option for someone whose spouse came out as gay. But I feel
1: like your point is Mm -hmm. like, you need to be, you need to, we need to not be doing that for the sake of, like it's not a con- the, there are certain things that can be compromised and certain mm-hmm. things that should not be compromised. Right. And so if that if that decision is coming from a place of compromising in favor com- uh foregoing things that are truly honoring to yourself yes in in favor of attempting to honor your your kids which feels noble and c- feels like it could be right but ultimately I think we are, are have learned yeah. that uh, going towards what is honoring to self is honoring your kids. Mm-hmm. And as you framed it a yeah. moment ago, it made me think like, because you were saying like, think of, th- instead of thinking of your kids, think of yourself 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, or even think of your kids Yes. and what you would want. Yes. In v- if they were in your current situation, mm-hmm. what would you want your kid to do?
0: Right. That
1: is a pretty good indicator of what you should do. If you are thinking of your kid in a situation and you're imagining them in that situation and and you have, like, a hope of what they would do or how they would act mm-hmm. or how they would um, rally for themselves or honor themselves, yes. which is funny because I feel like in that instance, mm-hmm. talking about when we first got divorced, that's who you were getting a lot of feedback from mm-hmm. is people yeah, in your family, family who were seeing you and were like wanting to advocate for what mm-hmm. was best for you. We yeah. were we were um Lolly and I were still living in the same space and they were mm-hmm. kind of understandably being like, You need some space away from Josh yeah. in order to process this, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And we
1: were like, but the kids and da 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 and like so that is that is interesting. That that's where that was coming from. They were doing that, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah. yeah,
0: I think like Glennon Doyle in her book Untamed, like she said it so well because oh, it was okay. like a similar thing where she, yeah. you know, fell in love with a woman and and then she said she was like with her daughter and thinking I'm staying in this marriage because she's married to a man right. for for her for for her kids and then she stopped and was like, but would I want this marriage? For my kid.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't. I haven't read that yeah, yet. It's and a really so, good book. Just I know. Plug I like, in for that. But, it's on my list. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know. And and she was like, "No, that's when it hit. Like, I would that's not so want powerful. this marriage for my kid." And so sometimes it's like you have to be. You have to be. This is gonna make me cry because sometimes, like, this is the only thing that gives me the strength mm. to do what's right for me. Yes, and that is thinking like. What do I want for my girls? I love it. And I want them to grow up, to mm. be, like, strong, independent girls that are not overfunctioning for Correct. their kids, for their husbands, for their wives, or ho- however – fa- yeah. Whatever their family ends up looking <laughs> right. like. Right. I want them to, f- to not be like, oh, well, I, I want to be, like, my perfect mom. And then yeah. – They're not seeing that I really wasn't perfect. They were seeing like this facade or me trying to be perfect. Right. And that's their goal now. I don't want that to be the case. I want them to be like, yeah, my mom messed up all the time and my mom did the best she could. And there were days when she didn't turn the permission slip over and (sighs) fill out the other side of the permissions right. <laughs> like, which happened the other day and I felt so stupid as so the teachers like could you please finish filling out this I was like well,
1: neurodivergent was, much okay, well sorry like... I was
0: in the van combing Lexi's hair and it was like <laughs> totally, you know and I totally. want them to see those moments and yeah. see me trying to be compassionate to myself
1: I love that so much
0: and to see like my mom was not perfect and yes. I still loved her right like and so then they know when they they're are not allowed
1: perfect. to be not perfect. Yes. And a very good parent, right. and a very good mom. And
0: like your worth, you don't need to earn your worth.
1: Absolutely.
0: And like that's something constantly like I'm talking to clients about. I'm trying to get my girls to know that they are worthy. And they don't have to earn love. of
1: action. Yeah.
0: yeah. And Which in a
1: capitalistic society mm-hmm. like ours is such a hard message to. It's like we all are training ourselves and just like having to – we can feel the truth, but we're having to get ourselves through affirmation and experiences yeah. to this truth. Yeah. And I was wanting to say I feel like – where you – one of the most powerful moments of what you are talking about to me, of mm-hmm. you making a decision that's right for you, mm-hmm. that ended up being very honoring to them as well, mm-hmm. is when you left the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. When you independently on your own decided, despite yeah. the negative ramifications in your world that, that would come from that, when you were like, this is what's right for for me, like I can't think of a an action that was more brave and more kind of like bold mm. that you could have taken that they were able to see you stand in your space of authenticity, your space of self knowledge in the face of high uh, pushback. And yeah. just see you honor you and what your needs are and were. Like, it's such a beautiful example of that to me.
0: Thank it's you. It's very powerful. And that is still something that I'm working on. Because I'm sure. I just realized, yeah, like, right. I have never come out, like, officially in any public oh, way. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. that, I'm like, let no, me just out no, you. No, that's it. okay. Yeah. I,
1: I, <laughs> and and said, that. like, I don't
0: go to church anymore. Right, you know, right. be, and part of that, again— like is I, I'm trying to respect my parents. Of course, but then totally. you know I'm like, but is this being authentic to myself right. by keeping this information hidden? And so like yeah. this again, still a journey. <laughs> um, but you know, I told my family, and, right, right. and that was very, very, very challenging and mm. heartbreaking, and and so that. But I appreciate you saying yeah. that. Um, yeah. And.
1: You, you were ahead of me on that. Like I had been rejected by the church and I, I no longer felt beholden to the mm-hmm. church. But I hadn't made that internal kind of decision come to that like place of of doing what was right for me. I was more still just reacting to the fact yeah. that the church was like, yeah, no, you're not. Sorry. You, mm-hmm. you as a gay person, like bye, you know, like. Right. Uh, and so like. You predated me in in that way. Like, you, um, you, it was, there was a boldness to that that I really admire. Like, and and it was helpful. It was truly helpful and clarifying to me in my own journey. Like, oh, I, I think it's best for me to, you know, there were things I needed to do in my own brain.
0: Yes. That
1: were more, instead of being, like, rejected, that were more empowering around, like, no, actually, I'm worth being treated in a different way than this, and yeah. like standing up in my own space. So, like, yeah. So, thank you for that. That oh, was a very beautiful yeah, thing thank that you, you. did. Mm-hmm.
0: So, if you guys know me and Josh, you know we can talk for like <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> hours and hours and hours. I feel like we have just scratched the surface here, it's true. honestly of advice that I would give to people. Mm. But, you know, due to time and constraints, we we will have to, I think this can kind of be a series a little bit, right. you know, of, because there's so much to cover.
1: Oh, so much. You
0: know, about things that we wish that we knew, mm. you know, or things that, you know, looking back like, or now I know this. And... and Really, we have just like scratched the surface. I mean, but like
1: barely. Yeah, yeah.
0: The takeaway here, what would you say? Like the the takeaway Be yourself.
1: I don't know. Like <laughs> the takeaway. Yeah, good question. What do you think?
0: I I think that the takeaway here is is that like end Devo- of in the case of me and Josh, I don't want people to again think that it was this seamless thing. I so. Part of this is us saying it was super hard. So hard. And I think we're going to get into that. We'll get into More the deets. like mm-hmm. some of like the things that were challenging. Like how do you separate houses? Like how mm-hmm. do you separate finances? Like what do you do when the new person comes in? Like, you totally. know, and then the other new person comes in and
1: totally.
0: one of them likes dogs and one of them doesn't. Yes. Like, you know, like these how are. How do
1: we do this? This is very this.
0: challenging stuff.
1: These are hard um, things. Yes.
0: And so it. Was not a seamless transition no. by any means. There were tears, many, it many was tears. Messy. Yeah, it got, it got. It, mm. it was,
1: it was one of the hardest things that I think, arguably, oh, has ever happened to sure. either of us. Yes.
0: So I think that's important for us. Yeah. To so get we're not like we're
1: just like BT dubs. It's really fucking
0: hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that... And I'm like, but I think also there's hope and so much hope and to too. just say yeah. like that. You know, do honor yourself and look at what you want and what you need. And that that is probably, I would say, the very first step in this whole thing before you do anything is to be like, what do you need as a human to be fulfilled in 10, 20, 30 years and make sure that your decisions now because these are huge decisions as you're getting a divorce. Very big. Like I mean, these are going into court documents. Like this is you know, a legal a, yeah, thing. Yeah, a judge is going to be signing all this stuff. Right. So you better figure out what like you, you want. Like you
1: should be in congruence with yes. yourself in, as you do that. Yes,
0: get get it in writing. Make sure you know what you want. And yeah.
1: and at the same time, I, there's no judgment ever. Like these processes are so hard for everyone Mm -hmm. so like as we say these things that are kind of ideal uh, or maybe things to think about in no way are we looking at anybody in judgment but what I was about to say is like there are times where we could feel ourselves Mm -hmm. being pulled into there's this tit-for-tat vibe that happens as a as a divorce is happening and as people are starting to prioritize their own needs over mm-hmm. the needs of, a, of a couple. And I think that there's a, I think that there's a gentle message of the possibility that that doesn't always have to amplify that feedback loop of like, mm. well, uh, scarcity and like, yeah. you're taking this well, I'm going to take this yes. uh, and, and it escalating into like kind of warfare.
0: Yes, yes. I think
1: there are cases where that, that, that can can be avoided, where that doesn't have to happen, and that might be one of the things that we talk about. Right. Is is maybe how how to do that while still honoring self. Yeah, well, I mean, what we know of that, you know, right?
0: Like, so yeah, we're definitely gonna have to get into that in a future sure. episode and talking about too, like. You know, there are cases where people do need to be very absolutely. strong in advocating for their needs because, and in maybe, fact,
1: that warfare might be the only yes, way. you
0: know, abusive to relationships. That's like,
1: absolutely true. So,
0: we will definitely be coming back mm-hmm. to this because, again, huge mm-hmm. topic. But. We really appreciate you joining us here. I know,
1: but this is so fun. That, like, anyone listening, we love you and are so yeah. glad to have you on board. Like, this Seriously. is so fun for us.
0: Yes, thank you for joining us and just. Caring about Absolutely. what we have to say, so and it was a pleasure, Josh, sitting here this with is you the in best. this. I mean, right? Yeah. So lo- love
1: it. It's y- such a pleasure. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. anyway, I hope that you have a great day. I'll see you Likewise. at the office yes, in like thirty we'll see minutes. You very soon. <laughs> yes. All right. Take care. All right. Bye.
1: If you like our podcast, feel free to check out our other socials, including our YouTube channel. Just type in Josh and Lolly in YouTube, our Instagram and website, joshandlolly.com. Now for a boring disclaimer. While Josh Weed and Laura Weed are both licensed mental health professionals, listening to this podcast does not constitute therapeutic relationship. This program is intended to provide general information only. For counsel pertaining to your specific situation, please consult a local mental health professional. The advice and opinions expressed in this podcast are specific to the particulars of each episode and or each participant. I'm